0: LinkedIn presents. I think this whole work-life balance thing, it's really just, you know, disguise for perfectionism and trying to have everything be perfect. And it's like, it's never going to be perfect. So the more love we can have, you know, that's the ultimate balance is just letting it flow like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing today. You know, not what I expected. <laughs> and that's okay.
1: Welcome to Entrepreneur Struggle, where each week we talk to founders and freelancers about their journey, creating and scaling up their business. My name is Chris Colbert, and I'm the founder and CEO of the media company DCP Entertainment, as well as the video and podcast recording space, Podstream Studios Times Square. This season, we are part of the LinkedIn Podcast Academy, so make sure to check out our show notes for information about our weekly newsletter and live events. In this conversation, I'm talking to Chris Attlee. Chris is a business coach and the founder of Decisions by Design, while also being a renowned speaker and mompreneur. Her work is all about helping female entrepreneurs create and grow their own successful businesses, I had the pleasure of talking to Chris as part of our first ever LinkedIn Live event, and we had so much fun as we talked about how her coaching has evolved over time, as well as the importance of developing the right kind of mindset to overcome limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in us since childhood. So I'll drop us into our conversation as we began talking about how she started Decisions by Design.
0: It's funny. I was thinking about it the other day. It's definitely been a journey. So I started off as Total Harmony Coaching back in the day. And it just sort of evolved over the years. So it's Decisions by Design now. And it's a coaching company to help female entrepreneurs specifically with the challenges of growing a business. And it's it really has evolved. It's been fun to watch. Now I have coaches under me on the website that I've taken through a training. And then of course, they bring over their amazing expertise as well. And What's interesting is all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I started like a whole new business with this because I'm coaching less and they're coaching more, but it's filling me up like just so much to be able to offer that. I'm like going to cry, but just to offer that to other coaches as well. And that's sort of how that evolved because I know how hard it can be to start a coaching business specifically and to gain traction and momentum and so to be able to offer this platform now to you know other female entrepreneurs to get the help they need and then the coaches as well to um be able to have clients to serve
1: nice well and you started as an insurance adjuster at least yeah. you know as i as i look through your linkedin it's like, hold on how do you get into coaching from being an insurance adjuster
0: I know, right? Oh my gosh. So the common thread uh, was that I always wanted to help people. So my degree is actually in psychology. Uh And I had a summer job where my stepdad worked at an insurance company and I saw the job postings. And so I saw one for an insurance adjuster helping people. I always phrase it that way, helping people when they've been hurt in car accidents. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'd like to do that. And so... That's how that started and evolved into, you know, handling really large property and liability claims. Um, if people haven't guessed yet, I'm Canadian. So I was handling like the province of Ontario prison claims and things like that. And um, I really did love it when I felt like I was helping people, but it also got pretty adversarial at the same time. And that's what, um, you know, invoked the switch into coaching.
1: And so as you decided you want the coach, like, I guess, what was it that made you feel like you were qualified or was that like part of that process of let you know, I know a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome and feeling like, am I the right person for this? What was that Ugh. journey for you?
0: I mean, I definitely didn't feel qualified at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and back then, so I mean, back then I feel so old, but, um, you know, it was about 16 years ago. I always know because it was right around when my first child was born. And um, coaching wasn't really a big thing back then. So I hadn't um, really even heard of it. It wasn't until I sort of get it, got into personal development and watched the movie, The Secret, that doors started opening and I heard about coaching. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like a perfect fit because I had been wanting to do something else. And so I thought I'm gonna hire a coach to make sure and learn about the process. So I hired a coach thinking, you know, it was more for research and I ended up making the most amazing changes in my own life, um, And which is when I started learning about self-care actually. And so I just thought, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. This is so helpful. I'm totally on board. And then I went and got certified from there and started, you know, working with clients sort of on the side while I was still working at my insurance job.
1: It's so interesting because you had mentioned before that you were, you know, wanted to get in psychology. Like when I was younger, I wanted to be a psychologist as well. Oh and then, really? oh. yeah. And, and then I, you know, I got talked out of it. Someone was like, oh, it's too hard. You're never going to be able to make a living. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Uh, yeah. But that, that's a whole nother story. But then I got to college and then discovered sociology, but I have just always been interested in like, yeah, what makes people who they are, what, what helps us to become better, what also can sometimes bring us, you know, down. And, and so I think Okay. You know, you talk a lot in your speaking engagements and through your coaching about developing the right kind of mindset. What was it that helped you develop that right kind of mindset?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a journey. So, you know, um, as I said, I started with The Secret um, and, and my dad had passed away shortly after my son was born. And so that was a really low point. And so I discovered the movie The Secret, which You know, just opened up my mind that we can be you and have anything. And so I really believed this as the truth once I heard it. And so, like I said, I started the coaching business. Um, I was so excited. Things were going well. I had clients, um, you know, really was led to amazing resources right away for business building, online marketing. I remember following someone who was the e zine queen to get your newsletter online. Uh, like when it was all new. And so it was so fun. I was learning about everything. And you know, after a few years of this on paper, it really looked like, oh, I should be so successful. And I was to a certain degree because I did have clients, but I really was plateauing and couldn't get to the next level. And I knew it was possible. So I was like, what is going on? And I realized I was the common denominator, (laughs) right? With all these programs and coaches I was working with and something wasn't jiving. And that's when I started really learning about mindset and studying it and studying the subconscious mind and our belief systems. Like you were just talking about where you were told you couldn't make a living, right? With being a psychologist, it's like all these limiting beliefs we have and we don't realize how much they're impacting what we're actually creating or not creating. And so that's when I sort of started getting obsessed with like belief systems and how that applies to even the universal laws and and the principles. Um, because like I said, I knew we could be, do, and have anything, but it's like, what is, what's blocking me then? What is it? And that's when I started down that journey to really figure it out.
1: It's incredible, too, that I was watching some videos on you and you talk about like the ham in the pot analogy, which was really yeah. cool of, of just. Oh, actually, I'll let you tell it. Tell us about the ham in the pot. And I guess where that <laughs> where this this mindset of like how sometimes our childhood, our, our early you know lives contribute to how we handle things in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. So, OK. So there is a, a story and maybe some people have heard it. But for those who haven't. So there's uh, a husband and wife who are making a ham, preparing a ham and they're putting it you know in the pan and the the wife cuts the ends off and the husband says why do you and i, I i've been saying this lately i'm like i need to change this around where the husband is preparing. <laughs> yeah exactly what the heck <laughs> <laughs> i can cook too anyway, the story goes the wife is preparing the ham she cuts the ends off he asks why and she's like i don't know i've just always done it this way so they ask her mom why did you always cut the ends off? And she says, I don't know. That's just the way I always prepared it. So then they go and ask the grandma, why do you always cut the ends off? And she said, oh, that's easy. It's because the pan was too small. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's such a great example of how you know that just continued on for generations, that that's just how we prepare a ham and no one ever questioned it. And it's the same with all of our beliefs. And as an entrepreneur, as we think about beliefs around success and money and all of those things. I mean, we just have, most of us have so many limiting beliefs that we've just sort of taken on as, we bring, as we've grown up.
1: Yeah, Were there certain limiting beliefs, you know, from your childhood or just early in life that you felt were holding you back particularly?
0: Yes. So many. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, and you know what? I say so many, but it really goes back to the root issue of not being enough and most of us, that's where it typically leads to. But then there's so many that we take on that sort of strengthen that belief system. And, yeah, so for me, I mean, definitely beliefs around money, um deep down thinking people with a lot of wealth and success were too cool for school. That was a big one for me. So then that poses a value conflict deep down because, you know, I didn't want to be that type of person. So, even though I was doing all the things and taking all the the classes and, you know, doing the do, that's exactly what I was doing. I was spinning and not doing the things that really needed to take me forward because I was kind of keeping it at arm's length. Um, and yeah, so that was one of them for sure. Another one was taking on this belief that I wasn't smart enough after a grade nine science class and a teacher. You know, wanting me to drop down a level. And where I grew up in Canada, you had to stay in this. They called it advanced, but that was just sort of the main level that everyone was in, especially if you wanted to go to university. And in my family, it was like not if you're going to university, it's when you're going to university. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I would have dropped down, then I wouldn't have been able to go to university. And so thank goodness my mom You know, such a a big believer in me and also that I would go to university. And uh, we went in for a meeting and just said, No, I'm gonna stay in this advanced class. It's you know, the class was boring, so I just wasn't paying. (laughs) (laughs) So I stayed in, I didn't find in science, you know, I went to university, but a part of me accepted what she was saying to be true about not being smart enough. And that would show up in my corporate career and in my entrepreneurial endeavors and something I really had to move through. But yeah, always back to that core wound of not enoughness in some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's something I hear from a lot of entrepreneurs that not enough, that, that yeah. you Also that you would talk a little bit about about money before too, that scarcity mindset, like those things are something I hear a lot from other entrepreneurs on this show, but just even like when I'm hanging out at bars, talking to folks, it's just, yeah, I feel like that gets ingrained in us so heavily and so early on in life that it's hard to kind of kick out. And, you know, that's why there's people like you coaching and helping people (laughs) get out of that.
0: It really is. And then, I mean, even moving to our dream spot. So along the way, you know, I, I really knew I wanted to move to California and fought, you know, the movie. And the book The Secret talks about um following your bliss. So I knew I wanted to do that. And then we finally get here, and then you still don't feel like enough. Like you're still like, oh, but then this person lives on the bluff at the ocean and has this beautiful house. And you're like, Oh my gosh, my house isn't good enough now. It's like, geez, Louise, you know. So that it just it comes up, I think, like you know, people say new level, new devil. I say new level, same devil, because it's that same issue that comes up. And I don't know that it ever fully goes away, but I think the more work we do, we can spot it faster and go, Ooh, here it is again. There it is again. It's trying to take me down and not going to let it and remind yourself of the empowered beliefs that you're working on strengthening instead and operating from that place.
1: Yeah, I understand too, like, you know, through that journey with the coaching, at one point you felt like you want to give up, you know, what, Mm -hmm. I guess, what was that moment and what helped you to overcome that?
0: Yeah. You know, similar to what I was just saying, actually. um, Yeah. So just when you're trying so hard and you're hustling and you're grinding and you're doing the do and you think you're doing everything you can and you're overwhelmed because you're going so fast and you're you're so driven and you want to get to that level, you know, so badly and part of you knows it's possible but then there's that other part that you know is doubting yourself like well why isn't this happening and why is this happening for everybody else it seems like and not me, right? And why can't I get to this next level? And you go down a doubt spiral and our thoughts attract other like thoughts so it's it's really easy to go down this doubt spiral you have one little you know seed of guilt or maybe one sales call didn't go well and you go down this whole spiral right the next thing you know you're on you're scrolling social media you're seeing everyone celebrating and you're like oh my gosh why not me you're seeing everything through this lens and yeah you just want to give up and it's just I'm so glad I didn't, and what I did was working on the belief systems, so I had done the work where I knew where these were coming from, and I could go, this isn't true, this isn't true, this is not, you know, and strengthening those beliefs, and I had one mantra that really helped me, and I had it, like, written everywhere, even, you know, with a Sharpie on the mirror in the bathroom, and it said, my success is certain. And I was like, okay, if my success is certain, what would I do? Right. What action would I take? How would I show up? What how would I dress? How would I talk to myself? You know, um, I'd probably force myself to go to that networking event, even though I feel tired. I'd probably force myself to, you know, pick up the phone and have a great sales call, come from that place of service. And I just kept taking the action and, and really strengthening that belief and believing that it was possible and I also found you know um, finding other role models or other people that really believed in me so my own coach at the time um, and having that support system as well like no, this is possible and just keep going and then it it really it shifted and shifted quickly, thank goodness. But that was after years of struggling. So you know years of struggling and then doing this mindset work and then it shifted quickly.
1: I like the way you phrase that, too of you know one having that support system around you is really important to have those those people reinforce or help you to understand what you've accomplished and or what the trajectory that you are on because yeah. you yeah you very much get stuck in the here and now or this one thing that went bad, and you're not looking at everything else and realizing that, okay, this might be a little hiccup in what is actually a very successful trajectory at the moment, but totally even if it's not super successful yet, and maybe, you know, you, you are still trying to see that path forward. I like what you're saying in terms of think about what you would do if you were successful with this moment. Because mm-hmm. we had talked with an entrepreneur the other day. I would think it may have been Rainmati. It's all about the scarcity mindset of you get stuck in this idea of, oh my God, I just need to, you know, get money tomorrow, or I just need to, you know, pay this bill. And you get so stuck in that that you're not thinking about the, the greater gains. And so you're missing out on opportunities that might be coming to you. Totally. Um,
0: and I love that from like a spiritual perspective too, like with the universal laws and how like attracts like. And it's like, you know, if we can believe in something bigger than ourselves too, that's guiding us with, you know, whatever our belief systems are, not meant to be religious by any means, but if there's something bigger that we, you know, so if we can strengthen the beliefs about ourselves, what's possible and also that there's this whole universe guiding and supporting us. And if we can step into that place, when we do get on a sales call and it's like, how can I truly help this person and not be the focus? And the focus being of service, knowing there's so many people to help. I'm being shown the people I can help. I just need to, you know, show up and ask the questions and truly, you know, enter into those conversations on how I can help. And it might not be my coaching. It might be referring them to someone else or, you know, referring them to a book. Or something like that, you know? And um, I just think that's so important too, because we really have this whole universal support system that's guiding us. But when we get into that fear based place of where's the next client coming from? And, you know, you just get so anxious about it. It's like then exactly what you're saying. We miss the opportunities that are right there in front of us, the opportunities to help people.
1: The other thing that I've, I've found that's been helpful is is being able to draw back on past obstacles that you've overcome, whether it be business or even just on the personal side. So like on the business side, it's like, okay, I've, I was in this mode before where I felt like it was insurmountable and I saw it to the other side. And so okay. Okay, I'm going to see it to the other side again with this. I might not know exactly how it's going to happen, but I'm going to make it through. But even on the personal side, like you, I've, many of us have been through traumatic experiences and you know, I draw a lot on, you know, I was once jumped and, you know, half of my face is titanium. And like that was a very rough period. And yet I made it to the other side and, and you know, I'm doing fine. But when you're able to look back and and look at those things you've overcome, a lot of times that makes this new challenge seem a little bit less challenging, a little bit, you know, easier to overcome because, you know, that you, you have this ability to see it to the other side.
0: Totally. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Going back and, and you know, how did you overcome it and what were the steps you took and then start applying them now? That's so awesome.
1: You know, as you work with some of your clients, have there been any specific examples? You don't have to give any names, obviously, but any specific examples of somebody who had like a really tough challenge that they were trying to overcome when they came to you and how you were able to help see them through that?
0: Yeah. um, You know, what's really interesting is, so over the years, people have always come to me to grow their business. and But what's interesting is when we really explore what the block is and what's going on, it usually doesn't pertain to business. Um, Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes that's part of it on the strategy and what, you know, what action to take. But usually, it's something that does not pertain to business, so whether it's a belief from childhood, like we were talking about, or something's going on in their personal life. And I'll just never forget, one person came to me because she had plateaued in her business, and we did some deeper subconscious exercises to figure out you know, what was going on on a deeper level. And it really came out that she had gone through a traumatic divorce and was having a really hard time moving past that. And so, what we actually did was some forgiveness work and some healing work. And she was able to, I think she wrote her husband, ex husband, a letter. I don't know if she actually ever gave it to him, but she did some things like that. And some, you know, we did some. Uh, shifting with the subconscious and empowered belief she wanted to have instead around it. And that shifted everything for her. So not only did her business then start to gain traction again and momentum, but she healed a relationship with her ex who she had kids with at the time. And just it was so much more peaceful for her and she was happier. So it's like, yeah, the business results, and I'm getting the, the tingles saying it and tearing up, but um, the business results, of course, are amazing. We all want to live our dreams, but it's like just the healing that comes with the work as well. Um, just she could show up as a different version of herself and be happier and more at peace, which impacted you know the interaction she had with him and when she was with him around her kids. And so that one just always sticks with me because it was so far-reaching.
1: That's great. And you you hit on something that you've talked about a few times through this conversation, which is that self-care part and how important it is like if you're taking care of yourself and you're in a good mental state, that's going to help you in the business side too. It's even just thinking from the core level, if you're just less the stresses in your life overall, you're able to make clearer decisions. You're able to feel you know a little bit happier and freer. It's going to make your clients or your team feel better about how you're interacting with them. You're just thinking more clearly because you're not just bogged down with so much stress. If you're taking care of yourself at the same time. And I think, you know, that's where you bring that value of someone saying, like, oh, I just need to fix my business. But it's like, oh, there's a there's a core root of what is holding you back. It's not just the business. I, I really like that approach.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And self-care is for sure my life lesson and what I could teach and yammer on about all day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, speaking of which you touched on the the, you know, the the mom aspect a second ago too with your client, but you yourself are a mompreneur and you know i know that was really challenging especially starting your business and figuring out how to balance all those things like that's a lot of time and effort and focus that you have to give to so many different people um and you know those kids yeah i luckily <laughs> don't have them myself i say luckily for me i'm not saying luckily for anybody else i know i can't handle it at the moment but like you know your business is almost a child and then you have your actual real children at home to manage Like, how? how have you found your way through being able to balance those two aspects of your life and and how you help others do the same thing through your coaching
0: yeah and you know i think one thing i really realized is there really isn't such thing as balance so i think you know i realized along the way because i you know you you just work so hard to get everything perfect right like okay now the business is flowing and Things are flowing at home. And then it's like, oh, well, then someone gets sick. And you're like, oh, dang it. Okay. Now I'm that's disrupted my day. And, you know, I'm on a roll here and I just want to keep going and creating and do the thing. And um, and then it's like, you know, something comes up. And what I've realized is the more love we can have for ourselves and the people, and it's still a work in progress, don't get me wrong, but the more love and compassion we can have for ourselves and the people in our lives, it's like, that's okay. It's okay if these things come up. There's always going to be something that comes up. So, I think this whole work-life balance thing, it's really just, you know, disguise for perfectionism and trying to have everything be perfect. And it's like, it's never going to be perfect. So, the more love we can have, you know, that's the ultimate balance is just letting it flow like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing today. And, you know, not what I expected. (laughs) And that's okay. Because the second we get into it's not okay, then we're back into having a fear mindset and a lack mindset. Like now, oh, I don't have enough time or I'm too busy now to fit in that my child is sick. It's like, no, let's back up the truck a minute and, you know, just realize like it's if we can come from that love and compassion state it's all okay like it's all going to be okay do you ever feel like you
1: and i'll use air quotes here for those who are listening you ever feel like you you fail your clients
0: oh goodness um i mean i know that i did in the beginning so this whole not enoughness really carried over to like you know not doing enough or not fixing enough, right, of their problems and taking on their issues really to heart and then maybe not having good boundaries as a result, right, being available 24-7 or on weekends. And so that really was an issue. And I had to learn, like, they have to want their success more than I want it for them, at least like 51%, right? And I also had to realize sometimes just holding the space is okay. I don't need to fix everybody's problems. They just sometimes need to have a safe space to share and be heard, right? How often are we all trying to jump in and fix? It's like, no, people just want to be heard. So providing the space in a coaching relationship is enough. That is enough. So the more we can, you know, see that um just that just showing up that way is enough for people and that shift really helped me. And sometimes it still creeps in like I said, I don't think this stuff ever fully goes away, but you can spot it and go, "Ooh, that's my own stuff coming up right now. Let's just like put that in the trunk, deal with that later and, you know, revisit that on my own what was triggering me and coming up for me." so that i can address anything that's going on but in the moment really trying my best to be present for the clients
1: nice well on the on the flip side you've mentioned one of these but you know what are some of the wins that you're experiencing with your clients with your business um yeah like what are the things that are going great for you right now
0: yeah i mean what's going great for me right now really is having the featured coaches um in our group. We've got a private Facebook group community. I love seeing them interacting with people. Um, it just fills my heart when they're excited about helping more people. Like It really just feels like a ripple effect of um, just goodness of people helping and, and just being excited to help and serve other people. So that's really filling me up. And I also love real estate investing, which is so funny. I mean, my husband and I years ago, when we still lived in Canada before kids, said it would be amazing to have rent like own properties and places we would love to visit and rent them out. And it was before Airbnb and all of that stuff. So we kind of put it on the back burner. And over the last few years, that's just sort of resurfaced and has been so much fun. I just love it, and um, and I'm using all the same principles. Uh, that I teach about manifesting and creating and the self-care and, you know, allowing all of those resources to come in and seeing the solutions. And for me, um, buying homes has been such a big one, like pushing me out of my own comfort zone of like, well, how's that going to happen? But because of these principles, it's like, no, if there's a will, there's a way and let's get this done and, and like make it happen. So- if my mortgage broker was la- or watching right now, he'd be laughing because he'd be like, <laughs> yep, that's pretty much, you know, he he gets calls all the time. And I'm like, how are we going to make this happen? What are we going to do? And um, and I just, I love the creation process, like creating and bringing an idea to light. So, um, so that's also what I'm doing, but applying the same principles, which is just so.
1: Well, I can tell you love creating because you also have the book, uh, Abundant Solutions. Yes. Tell tell us a little bit about the book.
0: Yes. So the book really is about all of these uh, principles. So, you know, how to take care of ourselves. Um, It's all about self-care leading to our success. And self-care, you know, meaning not just a mani-pedi, although that can serve a great purpose. I might go later and do that. <laughs> but it's about how we're talking to ourselves, you know, what our physical environment's like, our emotion, emotional environment. And so, in the book, it's really about, you know, the first few chapters are about clearing out the clutter and looking at those belief systems as well that are holding us back so that we can see all of the solutions. I call them solutions because they're already inside us and through that connection that we have to the universe and we're being shown the next steps and we just can't see them. I'll never forget when I had um, I was really feeling down in a doubt spiral and I kept with these principles. And what's really funny is I kept thinking, oh, check your email there, check your email. And I was like, I know what's in my email. Why would I check my email? And I was just like in this place of this doubt spiral. And when I finally got myself out, I checked the email And lo and behold, buried deep down from like months before was this email about a speaking engagement. And it led to six speaking engagements. And I'm like, it's just indicative. Like we don't see the steps and the solutions that are already there for us when we're in a lower vibrational energy, when we're feeling down, when we're anxious, when we're in that place of fear. So it's really the books about, you know, clearing that clutter out. So that we can tune in and we can tune into our intuition that's there to guide us, that's showing us the next steps and, you know, be able to take them, have the faith uh, and trust that this is going to work out and keep taking those next steps. And so, you know, it's, it really is for female entrepreneurs, but applies, you know, to entrepreneurs as a whole. So, um, but there's a little sprinkle in there about, you know, the unique mom challenges for sure.
1: (laughs) I love that. No, I'm going to have to add that. I'm going to have to add that book to my list, especially I'm actually, you know, currently doing some work with a former guest, Quinn O'Brien, who is like this whole joy and money course. And we were just talking yesterday about trusting your intuition. and, And I've very much spoken to the fact that Uh, the things I regret most are when I didn't trust my intuition. And, you know, you were listening to your intuition there. Just go check this email and look uh, at what it then brought to your table. So I think that's really great that you touch on that.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like whenever we don't follow it, it always comes back to bite us in the butt. Right. And it's like learning to where that feels in our body and just trusting it, even if it sounds like the craziest thing or you don't know how it's going to work out. It's like just trust it and move forward and the most amazing things happen as a result.
1: Oh yeah. I remember reading somewhere that's like your intuition is essentially your your body, your mind picking up on these little hints, these little clues yeah. that you're just not necessarily cognizant of, but it's it's compiling all these things together and telling it's giving you a message based on those things. And so yes. trust in that. So
0: totally, yes. And you know, when you trust it, then you go, Oh, I'm gonna call so and so. And you're like, I don't know why. And then you have a conversation, they become a client. And it's like, you know, you're just open to following it. You're, you know, or go down the yogurt aisle. I had a client once, she's like, I just felt like I needed to go down the yogurt aisle and I don't even like yogurt. And then she strikes up a conversation and that person ends up joining her team. It's like, it's just the most fun things. But if our mind is filled with that clutter, we're just, you know, on that hamster wheel and we don't, we don't see it. We don't hear it. You know?
1: That's so well, I'll go
0: down the yogurt aisle. That's that's really was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to go down here. All right. All right. But I will say what led her to that spot was setting some really extreme boundaries with extended family. And that's what was draining her time and energy. And I go over that in the book too. That's what was draining her energy. And once she started clearing out that clutter, then she could hear that guidance more and follow her intuition.
1: Well, uh, one other thing you're doing as well, you also have the podcast, One Simple Truth. Tell us a little bit about that too.
0: Yeah. So um, through my journey of self-development, I ended up coming across A Course in Miracles, which to me has just been um, the most influential personal development book, I guess you could say, on all these principles. And my best friend and I would talk about it all the time. So we would kind of... Vent about whatever was going on in our own lives, and then we would just flip to trying to apply a course in miracles to it, and you know, we just walk away feeling so great. Like instead of just staying in that venting spot, like really applying the principles of a course. And so one day, I was like, "Let's do podcasts. That sounds fun." <laughs> <laughs> you want to do who doesn't want to do a podcast with their best friend and yammer on about their favorite topic? So that's what we did. And we've had it for, I guess, two or three years now. And, um, and we just love it. And just, you know, it's a wordy book and, you know, it's hard to understand. And I also had clients saying, oh, I want to get into that, but it's so daunting. And so that's what we try to do is break it down in the most simple way we can and, um just share how, you know, we apply it to our
1: lives. Wonderful. Well, make sure you also now go check out uh, One Simple Truth. Check out that podcast. Also get the book, Abundant Solutions. Uh, Crystal is also where we can follow you, Uh, you know, check out the company website, all those different places to follow your journey.
0: Yeah. So the coaching website is Decisions by Design dot com. And um, then I've got the speaking website that's, you know, at chrisatley.com. And that's where you can get the book, actually. So chrisatley.com backslash book to keep that easy. And it just came out today. So this is so fun. It officially launched today. Um, and but yeah, and I'm on all the places, Instagram and Facebook as well at chrisatley. So I hope oh. to connect with everyone.
1: Thank you, Chris Attlee, for joining us on Entrepreneur Struggle, and thank you for listening. You can learn more about Chris's work by going to our show notes, which is also where you can get more information on how to stay up to date on everything Entrepreneur's Struggle. To stay updated about these monthly live events, make sure you're following me on LinkedIn to learn more. Thank you to my producers, Heather Johnson, Brittany Temple, and Mike Dubose. Thank you for the support from the LinkedIn Podcast Academy. And until next episode, stay safe and healthy, because the struggle is is real.